I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, I take you to Turkey, Armenia, and India and help all of us find our collective schooled. Gezi Park, Taksim Square, Istanbul. The stunning architecture of the Blue Mosque, the marvel of Byzantine engineering, the Basilica cisterns, and the opulent home of the Ottoman sultans, the Topkapi Palace. Away from all of this lies a damaged, vandalized, and a missing marble monument, built in 1919 and lost in 1922. It does not feature on tourist maps, and walking tours don't tell you about it. In fact, if you ask most locals, you are likely to be met with a cocktail of blank stares and confused faces, because everyone has forgotten. Yerevan, Armenia. Ask any Armenian about this monument, and you are likely to get a similar reaction. Not because everyone has forgotten, but because they just don't know. And yet, every Armenian I met in my month-long travels in the country has told me about an event in history which is linked to this monument. An event I would like to call the national grief of Armenia, the Armenian genocide, responsible for the death of an estimated 1.5 million Armenians, right from Sao Paulo, Brazil, Montevideo, Uruguay, Tehran in Iran, and Bikfaya in Lebanon. Over 135 memorials spread across 25 countries commemorate the Armenian genocide. If you happen to wander around the streets of Kolkata. And find yourself in Bada Bazaar Market. Head towards the Armenian Holy Church of Nazareth, because you will find a memorial there too, except for Turkey. As the perpetrator of this genocide, it has never acknowledged its role. The national grief of Armenia is the national denial of Turkey, and no walking tour in Turkey will tell you this. And that is precisely why no one takes you to Gezi Park in Taksim Square. Walking tours are a wonderful way to find your footing in a city. They last anywhere between two hours to half a day, move at a comfortable pace, and are almost always free, relying on tips and donations. I see them as a trailer to the larger movie that is a city. It helps me pick up the places I want to return to, spend more time, to observe things closely, and to soak in the architecture and the atmosphere. But a walking tour is the highlight reel of the city. Hiding the uncomfortable and downright evil aspects of its history, it is the living and moving form of the airbrush brochure you see at the travel agency, the exotic and eccentric maps you would see at hotel receptions and hostel common rooms. A walking tour is a distorted reality, a fancy narrative of a city without acknowledging its mistakes. The only horrors it showcases are the ones suffered by itself, because with time. Horror becomes heritage, first as a tragedy, then as farce, and finally as a commodity. And yet, the horrors it perpetrates are willfully buried. As I had long, wide-ranging conversations with Armenians, there was one motif which emerged with unmissable regularity: 
all the Armenians wanted was an acceptance of what was done to their people. It wasn't about reparations or trials or indicting people of war crimes, but an in-principle acceptance of the wrongs done to them. Isn't this exactly what we as Indians would like from the British? Sure, it would not change a thing, but it would be a soothing balm for the wounds and intergenerational trauma that we knowingly or unknowingly carry today. In our life too, we need to accept the wrongs, those tiny slights we may have inflicted on others. It is difficult, ego-deflating and even humiliating, but not impossible. There is precedence we could learn from. In 1946, post the defeat of Germany in World War II, the psychoanalyst Carl Jung asserted that the German people felt collective guilt for their role in the Holocaust. The word is collective schooled. German collective guilt. In times of this pandemic, India has its own collective schooled. As a country, we have failed the migrants and our poor. Every aspect of our state machinery and civil society has failed them. So at this point, we all need to feel our collective schooled and contribute in every possible way. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM Podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to reach out to me, I am Utsav Memoria on Twitter and YVTravel42 on Instagram. 